Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. This is McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. This is Pamela McNamara sitting in with Michael this morning. Good morning, dear. Good morning. And we have a few announcements. First one is for the Marshfield Food Pantry. They always need our help in these difficult times. Many people in the community rely on this resource. Please help them out with a donation of food or money. Send your tax-deductible donation to the Marshfield Food Pantry, P.O. Box 1907 Marshfield, 02050, or drop off your donations at their uh, location in Library Plaza in Marshfield. Please visit them at marshfieldfoodpantry.org. Also, coming up um, on McNamara on Money, uh, Sunday, actually, no, this is not next week's show, is it? Um, Sunday, April 14th, and I think you have this. Uh, and Saturday, April 20th, um, your program is called Marshfield Matters. Yep. This is an important program, so we can run it twice. Alyssa will be joined by Marshfield Town Council, Bob Galvin, Town Administrator, Mike Moresco, and Town Modify Moderator, Don Gibson, to discuss important Marshfield matters 
before the special town meeting on April 22nd. Do you want to make an, another comment about that? Uh, yeah, it's a, we do the show every year. Uh, the, the folks of Marshfield can kind of listen in for a couple hours and get an idea of what's really shaking at town meeting and where the priorities are. And by the way, it's a great time to have some questions for those folks as well, sort of a thing. So just kind of a one of those public service things we do because we happen to live in Marshfield and uh, we think it's probably a nice idea that folks know what the heck's going on in town meeting and maybe we can get some more people there. Yes. You know? yeah. And also another reminder, um, Social Security 2019 Seminar, McNamara Financial Services Social Security Seminar, say that fast, with Kurt Sarnowski will be held Tuesday, April 30th at 6.30 p.m. at the Cask and Flagon on Paints Plain Street, in Marshfield. Call the office at 781-834-2010 or visit the website at McNamaraFinancial.com to register. Space is limited. A $10 donation to the Marshfield Food Pantry is suggested and McNamara Financial Services will match the donation to the food pantry. That's a terrific idea. Hey, are we good people or what, huh? Yes. Okay. All right. By the way, so, are you going to say cask and flagon like you usually do when we talk to each other or what? Can you do that? You know how you pronounce the cask and flagon? How do you, how do you say that? It oh, sounds I don't like know. Almost the, cas- re- the cask and flagon? Yeah. I like I don't know. I, I can't. Like, it's sure. like you were Irish or something like that, you know? Okay. Right. So we're back here. If you're, if you're laid off, are there any other options besides the ones you've mentioned? All right, folks, if you're just joining us, I'm going to do the quick summary here. You know, from a financial preparedness point of view, in a perfect world, If you happen to be surprisingly laid off tomorrow, but had a whole bunch of money in your emergency reserves account at the bank, had a really big home equity line, I'm sorry, had an investment account, okay, that was taxable that you owned in addition to your retirement plans with a bunch of money in it. If you had a home equity line of credit that where you could borrow a whole bunch of money and there's zero balance on it in place, Okay, uh, you are about as prepared as you can be financially, okay, to, to, to be surprised by not working and being laid off at a job sort of a thing. Uh, if, you're, if, you're, if that doesn't satisfy or, or fit your description, you know, it, this section we're going to kind of talk about job control, I mean, uh, uh, damage control. But uh, w- w- one more thing about the, the, the sudden layoff, you know, it, it might be time for some folks, okay, to ask, well, if I'm laid off, can I retire? There, there, there are some folks, you know, a, okay, f- so a, the timing a, might yeah, a, a few years away from retirement that, that might, might be able to retire even though they didn't think about it. O- obviously, those folks are probably in their late 50s or early 60s and, you know, kind of depending on how you've done your life and saved money and what you do for a living, stuff like that. So, you know, an, another alternative would be, you know, and again, you have, people have a sense of whether they can do this or not. You know, maybe you could retire. Maybe you got, you know, there's folks who get laid off. There's been a lot of folks in the, that are older that carry big salaries that have got laid off and replaced with younger folks and all that stuff. So, so maybe, you know, you were three years away from retirement, you can do it anyway, sort of a thing. So, so, you know, for, for folks who are, uh, in that maybe situation, you know, run, don't walk and go visit a certified financial planner practitioner 
and have them craft a retirement plan for you based on being just laid off and see what it looks like. You, 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 you might be surprised. Maybe you can re- retire early. Okay, uh, uh, kind of a corollary to that way of thinking is, well, maybe you're 10 years away from retirement, but you know, you're stressed out from your good paying job and, and maybe in your mind you say, well, if I get another job, how much less could I earn? And still retire and live happily ever after, you know. So, so there, you know, it might be possible, okay, to to you know reduce your salary, but probably easier to find a job with lower salary requirements and higher. And so, for a lot of folks, it might be you, know, you might say, well, I, I I can go get a job like this tomorrow, but it only pays that sort of a thing. Well maybe that's enough. And so run, don't walk to a certified financial planner practitioner. There's a whole bunch of us around here, folks. Okay. And and have them crunch some retirement plan numbers with what you have for assets and savings. Okay. And then in, in a new job at $70,000 a year versus 110. So, so you can get an idea of how much you may have to earn. Okay. To be okay for the rest of your life. And that's certainly pretty darn helpful, you know, in, in terms of how that works. It may or may not work out, but that's information you should be in possession of. So, so you know, if that situation happens, maybe you can retire, take a hard look at it, or maybe you just, and I, I, we know lots of folks who have been in high stress positions who would love to get a lower paying job and, and, but, and still survive. And so why not find out how much that would have to be? You might pleasantly surprise yourself and uh, kind of go from there. So Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So there are some big questions you need to ask yourself. Yeah. yeah you the, need the, to think about. Yeah, the, yeah. Those are the really big ones. You know, can I retire? And if so, what does it look like? You know, maybe, uh, maybe you know, you're three years away. Let's go back and use some specifics. Uh, and you go see a financial planner and, you know, uh, well, it looks sort of okay in retirement. I could probably do it, but, well, maybe I'll just get a part-time job sort yeah. of thing. So, 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 you know, so you it, might have to deal with a change in your lifestyle. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But it could be doable. Right, okay. And, and, that might, and plan B might be as, you know, as good as plan. You know, folks, we tell folks when we're looking into the retirement, you know, have a plan A. You know, when do you want to retire and what do you want your life to look like? And then we can crunch some numbers and say, hey, perfect. Or, nah, you got to go to plan B. This is not going to work. Or if you want a plan A to work, you got to do this sort of a thing. So, so may, you know, maybe you're 63, 64 years old. You know, you've kind of been thinking about retirement. Uh, you know, you get, you get laid off. You go see a financial planner and you can't do your retirement plan A, but... Maybe that plan B is looking better, you know, all the time, <laughs> yeah. kind of, kind of given your circumstances. So, 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 re- really, folks, you know, if you if you're that close, maybe it's time to give it some really serious thought and discussion. You know, it's you know, we 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 preach everybody should have a, a retirement plan in place and kind of know some things anyway. Well, you know, if you look at it, being unemployed, if you didn't have one of those plans, there's a really good reason to go get one, given the circumstances. And and that that same, you know, so, so maybe you can retire. Maybe you can retire part-time and be a greeter at Walmart and still live happily ever after for the next 10 years. I mean, there's lots of, lots of ways to kind of, you know, we, we know a, a number of folks in like technology type positions or consulting type jobs where 
You could go into consulting and work a day a week for the next five years, you know, love the time off and still make enough money to be okay. So, so maybe it's time for a plan B in your retirement plan. You know, at least you get to choose. Do I want to go back to work for the next three or four years or not or whatever? And the same thing for folks who, who aren't retired, who are far away from it. You know, well, you know, maybe... Maybe I'm getting tired of the rat race when I want to, con- you know, maybe you're in your late, early, late 40s or early 50s. I mean, pick a, pick an age. Maybe you want to slow down a little bit, smell the roses and enjoy life. Well, that's a real good reason to go have a financial plan in place for, for retirement and figure out how much you have to earn and what it would look like. And, and if you can get some confirmation that, geez, you know, if I do this, this is what my life looks like. And if you're OK with that. It's, it, you know, it's a great time to re-examine your life amongst other things sort of a thing. And you can do that these days, folks. Uh, and, and again, I'm, I'm doing a commercial for all certified financial planner practitioners, okay? You know, we have the ability to sit down, you know, ask you what you, what you, what you want to look like in retirement, what you want to be doing, and give you a pretty good idea about whether it works or not. So why not a time to reassess you know, given, you know, maybe you can make some lemonade out of this lemon there in terms of being laid off in a surprise, okay? Okay. Okay, so so now I want to kind of change gears a little bit here. And so the, the, uh, the assumption is you weren't very well prepared or maybe you were only partially prepared with a, you know, with your savings or your investments, your home equity line of credit or your charge cards. And so I probably want to spend the rest of this half hour and probably a bunch bunch into the the next. Uh, I I would call it uh, damage control. What's the plan would be probably the the best way. So do you want to start with how do you get organized for this? Yeah. Yeah. And if, if, you know, for even for folks who are organized, this is a stressful process. So if you you know if you're not generally organized, you got to take a breath, uh, sit down, and kind of come scope out with a well. How do I even approach this again? If if you if you've been through this two or three times, well, maybe you have a better handle on it, and you kind of got that in place. But you know, I I think it's great to kind of have a a written plan in, in place anyway, at least it kind of helps you. But anyway, so, so here, here are the, um, the, the, the questions that you start asking yourself, okay, and, and whose answers you have to go looking for. So, so the first question is, well, you know, I'm in damage control. How long can I live with, the, with what I have in place now? Okay, so again, let's assume a situation. Two spouses earn equal amounts of money, okay, uh, and one becomes unemployed. Well, okay, the amount of income got just cut in half. Well, if you needed every nickel of all of that income to survive, you've got a problem. And we'll get to the unemployment insurance, folks. That's right down the list here. But, but you, you kind of need to know how long you have, okay, before, I don't know what, sort of a thing. So, you know, if you, to, to do that, you got to take a look at your expenses and where the money goes. Okay, and we're talking the B, the, dreadly, the dreaded B word, budget, sort of a thing. Okay, um, you know, I, I would comfortably say that the vast majority of folks listening to us and in America 
don't have a budget or know where money goes or how much it goes, where this, that, the other thing. It's like it's an American thing. Okay, but anyway, yes, th- th- there's a small there's a small percentage. But by the way, we meet lots of motivated folks. People who walk in our door or want to be clients. Well, they they care about stuff, and there's a small percentage of them that live on budget. So, folks, it's like an American tradition not to, <laughs> not to have a budget. Well. When we ask folks to kind of gather their expenses to start looking at a retirement plan, it's painful. It takes a long time. It's go, you go through charge cards and checks. Well, if you think it's stressful when you're not unemployed, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden to go running around and sit down and try to figure out where all your money is going, it's just that much more, uh, at least stressful. And by the way, you're in a hurry. Maybe you don't get all the information you need anyway. But folks, you need to know where the heck your money goes and where you spend it, okay, to get a handle on how so long it's going to last. So you can start to control it. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. That, that, folks, that's the deal. Okay, uh, and so we're talking about going through your checkbook, going through your charge cards, breaking out things into broad general categories. Okay, it's awful when you're not under stress. By the way, you'll be under stress just getting ready for retirement if you're employed doing this. Uh, and, and so, but, but you need to do that. And by the way, if you had a budget in place, I didn't want to get pushy and say, you know, add that to the being prepared, you should have a budget in place because that's just not the case. But but if you did have a budget in place, you push a couple of buttons and say, OK, I know how, I, I know I, I know the pathway. I know how long I have. I know how fussy I can be looking for a job because I got this amount of time to go out and do that sort of a thing. So in order to know how long you have before you go into a blue panic, OK, or in order to know. These are the things I have to do, and they get worse later. But, you know, this is the the chronology of things I need to do that I hope I don't get this far. You need to know where the money goes, okay? And then you can start making some decisions about that, okay? So, so obviously, if you know pretty much where money goes, you can sit back with your spouse and say, hey, you know, here are the things we can cut out right now. You know, here are the things we, you know, you come up with a hit list, stuff you get rid of now, stuff you stop doing, you know, what's next on the list if this doesn't work, yada, yada, yada. Okay, uh, take some time, requires a lot of digging to kind of get a handle on that, but just kind of how it is. Okay, so, so, you know, in terms of damage control, you got to know how long you have to look for a job, and that starts with having a budget in place, even if you didn't have one before, knowing where your money goes so you can start where your expenses are. Okay. But by the way, and this this is not that infrequent, but certainly not common. Sometimes if you have a two-income couple, okay, one of them makes enough for you to be okay yeah, or not. You can make it work. Yeah, when you throw in unemployment, which we'll get to in a moment or two, you know, m- m- maybe you don't need to do anything other than not go out to eat as much or take a vacation or two sort of a thing. I mean, that, I'm not sure how many people fit that description, but it's possible. So, you know, you know, I'll, many folks spend what, what ends up in the checkbook, but if you got into a trouble, there's a room for a lot of folks to kind of whack back and still survive and be okay. No, no, I didn't get my three vacations this year, but, you know, we can survive until I get a job sort of a thing. So, so maybe your spouse makes enough money. Okay, um, and 
Okay, if not, then you need to know what the shortfall is. Well, you know, son of a gun, we need this much money per month on top of what I can, we can look at to be okay while I'm looking for a job. And whatever that number is, that, you know, that's the process you go to get there. Well, then you head on down to the Massachusetts unemployment uh, folks and, and start having some discussions with them. And, and folks, uh, th- this is one thing that everybody thinks about doing very quickly anyway, which is good. Okay, but, you know, there is a process. It does take some time, and there is some paperwork, okay? Last time I checked, don't don't go to the bank on this, folks. That's why I say go visit with them, okay? okay. Most, I'm being very generic here, most folks can qualify for up to, for 50% of their weekly income, with a maximum of about $795 per week for 30 weeks. Okay, folks, that's a very generic description of Massachusetts unemployment benefits. Okay, but obviously anybody who's unemployed, that's one of the first things that they'll think about and you should do. Okay, but, you know, once you go down there and get the paperwork going, okay, well, maybe that unemployment is enough to fill that gap, you know? I mean, we need an extra 500 bucks a month to, to survive here, okay, given our circumstances, and maybe unemployment comes to 502 or something like that. So, so again, going through expenses, doing income and all that other good stuff, uh, hard work, but at least you have a handle on it and, and can now say, okay, I can take a breath, I can go look for my job, and my mind won't be cluttered about survival, et cetera. Did I explain that okay? Or? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, again, the unemployment, everybody thinks about it, okay, uh, but do it early because it does take some time, okay? Do it uh, early means you have to wait till you're unemployed. Well, yeah, un- understand. right away. Yeah, you're right, saying right, right don't away. wait around. I'm sorry. Do it right away, yes. Don't, <laughs> don't wait around. Do it early. And, Go do it now. <laughs> and, that, and that's a pretty natural thing. Think, think about that anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, so there are, okay, there might be some other things you can do, by the way. I, I don't know. So any questions? Are that okay so far? Go ahead. Yeah, okay. So, so you've done all that. Okay, maybe you're still a little short. Okay, you know what your unemployment is, you did your budget, you know, you're down to basic survival level expenses, and you know, I'm still short, you know, where do I go from here? Okay, well, okay, um, first of all, you have to look at expenses after taxes, you know, you know to, to replace a $70,000 salary, before taxes, well, if you don't have the salary, you know, there was some percentage of that $70,000 that you paid taxes on. So maybe you only have to replace $55,000 worth of that income. So you kind of have to think about the after-tax income, okay? You, you don't have to duplicate your salary to be okay. You, you, it's just some smaller percentage oh, right. of that because, well, because of the yeah, tax. Yeah, but you're going to have tax on, on the new yeah, but, but not income. as much. Yep, not so as much. So you're going to have to... Yep. yep, okay. So what else can you do? Okay, if you're down to one income, take a look at your spouse's withholding. Maybe your spouse was withholding more than he or she had to, okay, and maybe it has to be... And you can adjust it down and save a few bucks. By the way, maybe you have to adjust it up because you, you find out. But But take a look at your spouse's withholding taxes... Okay, without that second salary, 
to get a, to make sure that that's enough or, and certainly not too much, okay? Uh, another thing uh, that you can do is, well, when you got laid off, you certainly stopped contributing to your retirement plan, but, you know, maybe your spouse is dumping a whole bunch of money into his or her retirement plan, and it's certainly not a great idea to think about stopping, but if we're talking about surviving and you came up short in a few other places, well, you know, that's... I'm, I'm I'm okay with that. Okay, kind of give so it a stop. Your wife could stop or reduce. Yeah, stop or reduce. And again, if you did the math and kind of knew the numbers between the unemployment income and the taxes, you know, you might have to get your accountant involved in this too, kind of depending on your circumstances. Okay. But if, if you had a handle on your finances, okay, which which I guess assumes you didn't have a handle beforehand. But if you if you get a handle on your finances. You're in a whole lot better situation to take a real good look at what you look like and how it's all going to work, and, and hopefully feel feel pretty good. Okay, um, sure. so, so yeah, maybe you're you know if you you know the maximum that you can put in a retirement plan is like almost twenty four thousand dollars a year these days. Hopefully there are some folks doing that. You know, if if your spouse is putting fifteen thousand a year in a retirement plan, you know, or let's say eighteen thousand, that's fifteen hundred dollars a month. Well, if they stop that even though you have to pay some taxes on the MKU. So it's just just an option that's on the table, kind of depending on the circumstances. Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, so let's see. So we talked about adjusting yeah. the spouses withholding. Uh, we talked about 401k contributions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in, in our uh, in our business, we financial planner types. Okay, uh, when it um, <laughs> when we talk about a retirement plan or just a survival financial plan, living for the next few years, you know, w- we try to break expenses up into two categories. Okay, All right. necessary yes. and discretionary. Okay, uh, discretionary expenses are things that I would put into the fun or enjoyment category, like vacations or dining out or stuff like that. Some people may decide that those are necessary sort of a thing. But again, when you you break out that budget and when you look at those expenses, okay, uh, some may be easier to cut than others, Hmm. obviously. And, And let's face it, if you were in a fortunate position, where 50% of all your expenses were discretionary anyway, maybe this unemployment thing won't be so bad for a while. You know, kind, 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 maybe. kind, of, you know, kind of something to think about. So I'm thinking of sort of like recreational vehicles might be discretionary might be discretionary. Some people might have yeah. things they might have to sell. Sure. Yeah. Stop. Okay. Or at Stop. least at least not pay for anymore oh, for a while. Okay. But but yeah. So again, if if you already had a handle on that be obviously less stressful but if you get a handle on it it'll hopefully provide you some comfort for this whole process you know as as best you can okay because uh, there are things you can do instead of just saying oh no this is terrible exactly do do things yeah okay And, and again um you know when it comes to expenses if you didn't have a balance on your home equity line of credit and you didn't, and you had it, and you paid your charge cards off every month. Let's, not, not a lot of folks do that, but if you yeah. did, that's just like another plus because you got some room to work on those things. So it's uh, it, it, that's just kind of how it is. I, I, I think so, I'll you know, go to, ahead. To me, it sounds like even if you're not in these circumstances, 
having a charge card balance of zero every month is probably a great idea. Brilliant. <laughs> yes. Yes. I just discovered something. Brilliant. <laughs> yes. But really. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I like to say, and I may get some grief for this, but I like to say that um, if you can't pay off your charge card balance within three months, okay, then you couldn't have afforded to buy whatever the heck you bought with it. Okay. Right? But yeah. I mean, think, think about right. the days before charge cards. You, your parents and I, had, they have envelopes, right? They take the cash out of their paycheck and they put this oh, much here and check. this much yeah. there. Yeah. And, 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 but charge cards allow you to buy things you can't afford if you're not disciplined about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay, I need a washer this month and I don't want to use my emergency reserves. I want to put the charge card and I can pay it off three months. Great. No, no problem, but but that's not the way it works right. for most people, sort right. of a thing. But again, if you if you lived cleanly financially beforehand, you're probably in a lot better shape, you know, getting yeah. squared away than, than not. And I think that that's a message uh, that I'd like to come across. Oh yeah, and and one more one more thing. I, I, I we'll, we'll do the don't spend your retirement plan after the break here. But okay, bef- I guess my last comment, and 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 again, this is one of the things. People will think about right up front. Anyway, what am I going to do about my health care and my health insurance? Oh. Okay, which is just you know that, that right after the unemployment, you know you're going to start thinking, oh my God, you know this this health care stuff is is going to be an issue. So, so that is a potential expense that might get added to your circumstances. Kind of depends on how things go here. We'll we'll discuss that. Good good time for to make people a little nervous, yes, so they'll have to come back after break. the break. Okay, so folks, we'll take a break and uh, we'll get to some other stuff after that. 